This Bible teaching comes to you from the Apostolic Church All Nation Centre in Kennington, London. Here now is Pastor Emmanuel Mbakwe with the Word of God. Those of you who are part of the All Nation family will know that over the last three, four weeks we have been considering the theme or the topic, God rewards faithfulness. When Pastor Edwin spoke on the 5th, he said that faithfulness is a, a character attribute of God. And that faithfulness always attracts and triggers the blessings of God. You know, faithfulness is like a trigger. You press it, what happens? It fires. Faithfulness moves the hand of God. That's what we learned. We also learned from Pastor Saki as he ministered on the 12th that God is not only a rewarder, we also learned that there are obstacles to faithfulness. And in his final words, he said that faithfulness is never a choice. It is always a constant. May we be constant in our faithfulness. Sister Tokwe's ministry last week was that sub theme was keep on keep working, God is watching. And he, she gave those seven examples I won't go into. But the underlying connection between them was this. She said that it's always a process. It's, there's time involved. Of course, any process involves time. And there is a motive, motive, and God is concerned about motive. God is concerned about the how, the method, and with the conclusion that God is faithful and he do what he has promised to do. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth to show himself strong on the behalf of those whose hearts are loyal towards him. I'm not intending to reprise any of the messages, but I just want to to follow the trend line, the trajectory of what God, where God is leading us, because in her ministry she made reference. She made reference to Joseph, and I thought two weeks previously God had um, got my attention focused on Joseph, and I we don't have time to read the full story, but we find that in the full story of the relevant part is Genesis chapter thirty-nine. Through, from verse 1 through chapter 41 and verse 57. So if you read the, that passage, you'll find the full story. But I want to concentrate most of our attention this morning, and I want to just drill, pull out some of the lessons, some of the insights that God showed to me regarding the life of Joseph and as it relates to faithfulness. In Genesis chapter 39 from verse 1 to 23. I want to read three texts to us, and it is this, two texts. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2. And then Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Somebody say amen. Father, I pray that as I share your word, I pray that your word will come to us afresh. Come to us where we are and take us from where we are to where you want us to be. Because there is such power in your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. So what lessons do we learn when we look at the life of Joseph? Joseph, the son of Jacob. The first thing that we learn, and I'm, we're just looking at the segment between the, when he lived in the house of Potiphar as a servant, 
and when he was imprisoned. What lessons can we draw from the life of Joseph? The first thing is this, that faithfulness attracts the presence of God. Faithfulness attracts the presence of God. You know, when you talk about um, the economy of God, favor or grace is on the line. Everything, everything that we have, life is all of grace, your merited favor of God. Although, however, grace is available to everyone, grace is right here in this house. It is our response that determines the impact of that grace on each and every one of our lives. Are you with me? Why? If you read Mark chapter 6, the Bible says, Mark chapter 6 from verse 1 to 6, that Jesus was not able to do many miracles. Why? Because of their unbelief. In other words, it was their faith that needed to tap into the grace of God in the person of Jesus Christ. And so our response to God will determine what we receive from God. You're looking at me rather blankly. Is it, is it, am I right or am I right? And so because even in his own place, they say, oh, is this not the son of Mary? We know his brothers. We, we know where he's come from. We knew him when he used to wear short knicker, as they say in a certain part of the, of the world. We knew him when he was running around. So what, what's this that he brings? But they were the losers. May we not be losers in Jesus' name. Joseph first showed faithfulness in his father's house. How do I know this? Because it was in the course of being faithful in service that he was asked by his father to go and look for his brothers who had gone taken the sheep to Dothan. And so we see right at the very beginning that he was faithful. Of course, his brother, you know what his brothers did. They turned him over to a bunch of Ishmaelites. They sold him. And in turn, who in turn sold him to um, Potiphar, the servant of Pharaoh. So the first thing is this, that when we talk about faithfulness, we're actually talking about obedience. So the man who is faithful is an obedient person. So obedience, the Bible shows us, is evidence of our love for God. If you love me, you will obey my commands. So the presence of God, we conclude, is a portion of the faithful. Somebody say amen. amen. When you are faithful, you will attract the presence of God. The second thing is this, that the presence of God creates the right conditions for success. So you are faithful the presence of God is there. It also provides a platform. God's presence or God's favor may be there, but yet we're bereft because we're not fulfilling the condition for its operation. So I draw this conclusion that the presence of God is the seedbed for success. I don't know any of you who've done any farming. If you don't prepare the ground, if you don't till the soil, if you don't turn it, you're not going to get a harvest. You've got to turn the soil. So the presence of God is a seedbed. It provides a bed for the seed. And then you have to sow the seed. Are you with me? Now, taking that agricultural analogy a little further, I came to this conclusion that faithfulness is actually the fertilizer that energizes the soil, which ultimately leads to fruitfulness. Let's apply it in the life of Joseph. You see, God's presence is a seedbed, yeah? The seedbed is lying there. The underlying condition is there for success is there. However, there's something else that is required. And in Joseph's case, it was hard work. 
It was application. It was discipline. And it was that that brought the soil to life, which then led to fruitfulness. Are you with me? If he didn't work, there was no way that he was going to grow his master's business. So if we're, if we're not going to work, if you don't work in the kingdom of God, you're not being faithful. You're not being faithful with what God has given to you. You see, what, 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 what the man did was to make the most of all that God had given to him. So faithfulness and fruitfulness go hand in hand. That's the, that's, that's the conclusion. Faithfulness and fruitfulness are flip side of the same coin. If you're faithful, you'll be fruitful. Tell your neighbor, if you're faithful, you will be fruitful. It begs the question, so if you're not fruitful, what conclusions do we draw? Pause for a moment. We're going through scripture systematically. And we're using the life of a man who proved that God rewards faithfulness as our case study. And so we come to the next conclusion that the first faithful person uses their God-given gifts, their abilities, and their talents to promote or advance the cause of others. You know, we live in a selfish world where it's me, myself, and I. You know it. Everybody has their own agenda. I have a program. I don't have time. But you see, in Joseph's case, Joseph served his master with everything that he had. He brought all his gifts and talent to bear on the task. He had a gift of leadership. He had business acumen. He had managerial skills. He had organizational skills. He had other skills. You see, that's the nature of the one who's faithful. They bring the combination of gifts and talents that the God has given to them. You see, Joseph didn't have a single share in Potiphar's business. Are you with me? He was not a shareholder. Yet he worked as a shareholder. He built, developed, and grew that business. It was so successful that the Egyptian could see that his business was growing significantly through the faithful stewardship of an Israeli slave. Can you imagine? He's a slave. He has no shares. He has no dividends. Every six months, every year, however many times a year that the dividends are declared, what happens? Potiphar takes everything in his back pocket. But David, Joseph, worked tirelessly to build the man's business. We see that in prison. He uses gifts to not only run the prison, but also to interpret the dreams of the two Fellow prisoners, the faithful person uses their gifts. That's the conclusion. The next conclusion is this, that faithfulness that results in fruitfulness leads to increased responsibility. The scriptures are there. On, yeah, If you are faithful in the few, in the little, that's what scripture says, isn't it? More will be given to you. See, Potiphar saw that his business was growing and prospering in the hands of so Joseph. So he decided to give the man greater responsibility. There are many who work, who want to work less and get more pay. There are those who don't want to work at all, but they want pay. In fact, they want to be shareholders. No, they want to be on the board of directors, presiding over affairs. We're laughing, but that is true as in the natural, so in the spiritual. 
We're talking about faithfulness. Others want promotion without first proving themselves in their current role. And then they complain that they're being racially discriminated against. Can we talk truth? You haven't delivered. You don't show up on time. You're slack. You're indifferent. Your performance standard is poor. And you know it. And then you're playing the race card. Come on. They're complaining of being, we know racism exists. But first do your part. And then you have legs to stand on. Oh, I'm a Jew and he doesn't like me because I'm a Jew. No, the man is delivering. He's performing. Joseph works his socks off. He plied himself. And God gave him greater success. His master's business grew. Grew. Are you doing enough? Am I doing enough for God to trust me with more? The more fruits you produce, the more God will trust you with. Are we talking truth? The more fruits you produce, the more God will trust you with. Let's move on. Because time is going. God is and should always be the primary object of our faithfulness with man second. I don't need to elaborate on that, but let me just say this. Joseph knew that whilst he was working for Potiphar, God was his ultimate employer. He made the choices that he made because he wanted to please God. When we see God, when we choose God as a, the primary object of our faithfulness, our mindset shifts. A company may employ you, you may be on their payroll, but God is your ultimate master. So you don't work because the company boss is around. You work because you're working for the Lord. Trouble is, many of us don't do that. May God help us in Jesus' name. Next lesson. The faithful man knows that he's brief. He knows the scope or the limits of his powers and operates within it. You see, Joseph was in charge of his master's household, but there were definite boundaries. He knew there was a, a limit to the scope of his influence. Trouble with the verses that we're presumptuous, we're brazen, we're arrogant, we're overreaching, and we are greedy. When we are given an inch, we'll take a mile. When we're given a mile, we'll take a million. Not Joseph. He knew exactly where the lines were drawn, and he stayed within the bounds. What am I talking about? You see... He knew. He said, when his master's wife approached him, he said, my master has given everything into my hands, except in relation to you. Some of us want uh, side benefits and side chicks. Benefits in kind. But it's not in the contract. We're talking about faithfulness. May God help us in Jesus' name. The faithful man refuses, or woman, refuses to yield to temptation, however attractive. The promised reward. Now, this is a corollary. It's linked to the previous point, and it's simply this. It's a, it's a temptation is what the devil uses to derail us from our vision, our mission, our purpose, and ultimately our destiny. The devil wants to destroy your destiny. And the test comes in the arena called uh, faithfulness, in the relation to test, uh, faithfulness. 
Potiphar's wife, you could see her as an agent of the devil sent to derail the destiny of Joseph. Are you with me? And the enemy will send stuff our way. But Joseph refused to yield. If you're going to get your reward, God is saying we must refuse, we must resist, we must run away from every Potiphar's wife. And they come in different shapes and sizes and guises. The proposition is attractive. May God help us to run away and run fast in Jesus' name. Integrity is the hallmark of a faithful man or woman. That, that goes without saying. Integrity is what you are on the inside that manifests itself on the outside. So there is a consistency between what's on the inside and what's on the outside, what's seen on the outside. In Joseph's case, whether he was inside the house or outside the house, whether he was working um, where he could be seen or where he could not be seen, the man was exactly the same. You cut him open, you see integrity, you see consistency, you see a faithful man. Whether he was in Potiphar's house or in the prison, you can see, this, we're talking about character. And so may God help us so that people can see what we are as true servants of God. And this leads us to the next conclusion, it is this, that the faithful person will always stand up wherever they are. Let me say it again. The faithful person will always stand out wherever he or she goes, whether it's in prison or outside of prison. Um, you see, you can't fake talent. You can only fake it for so long. Eventually, you'll be found out. I can tell you a story of a man, you know, typical, comes from a certain part of the world in Africa, West Africa to be precise. I won't be any more precise. The man was a real bluffer. My, I went to see my uncle and he was telling the story. The man, he presents himself as, no, you know, he can do anything. He goes and bluff, 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 talks himself into a job. But when it comes to doing, useless. Rubbish. Anyway, that's an, another, sto another story. But the point is that your gifts, the Bible says a man's gift will make room for him and bring him before the great. And that's the point. The faithful man is a gifted man who uses his gifts to serve others for their betterment. And we talked about Joseph's gifts, the fact that he had managerial gifts, he had leadership gifts, he had relational gifts, he had organizational gifts, and he had the ability to interpret dreams. And even after he'd interpreted the dreams, nothing happened afterwards, immediately afterwards. Doesn't matter, he kept working. Are you with me? May God help us. So that as we exercise our gifts, our gifts will open doors for us in 2022. And the answer is that the point is this. In the fullness of time, God will reward the faithful. In the fullness of time, God will reward the faithful. You see, Joseph, it seemed all was lost. The man he had helped forgot him. But I, I thank God. I, I would rather that the cupbearer, the butler, Forgets me until God's appointed time. I've shared this before. Suppose the butler had gotten 
um, to Pharaoh and said, uh, I got a friend. Uh-huh. What's his name? Joseph. Sounding foreign. So suspicion already. Uh-huh. Where did you meet him? Oh, where is he? Where does he live? He lives, he lives in prison. <laughs> hey! See wahala. That's not what God... You see, God's timing is beautiful. Wait till your Pharaoh has a problem. Pray, I've said pray to your, to your, for your Pharaoh to have a problem. A problem that only you can solve. That's how God rewards faithfulness. He waits and waits and waits until everything is aligned. And then in the appointed time, in the process of time, in the fullness of time, it happened. I have a friend, makes sense. In that moment, the man was desperate. Nobody else can interpret the dream. I have a, he was so desperate, he said, okay, he's a Jew. And he's from another place. Go and bring him. Your moment will come. Amen. Do not lose hope. And it will come, and that's the last point is this. The reward of the faithful is as unbelievably bountiful as it is unexpected. I'm sure when Joseph woke up that day, he wasn't thinking that he was going to be summoned before the king. He was just going about his business. And as he was going about his business, he said, the king wants to see you. Oh, what? I don't know what was going through his mind. What have I done now? How did the king hear about me? Don't worry. Just brush yourself up. They tidied him up and brought him before the king. So you will be tidied up and brought before the king. That's the application in the fullness of time. What is God saying to us? God rewards faithfulness. He went from prison to solve Pharaoh's problem. And from there he was catapulted to the office of the prime minister. All because of faithfulness. Does faithfulness pay? It pays. One minister built a house and wrote on it, it pays to serve Jesus. I won't comment on that. I'm just telling you what he wrote on his house. But it pays to be faithful. God rewards faithfulness. So what's God saying to us? Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor is not in vain. Faithfulness attracts the presence of God. The presence of God creates the right conditions for success. Faithfulness is a fertilizer that energizes the soil, which ultimately leads to fruitfulness. And the faithful person uses all the gifts that God has given to them to promote and advance others. Faithfulness, that fruitfulness, faithfulness that results in fruitfulness, always reads increased responsibility. So be faithful, you will be, you will be promoted. God is, should always be the primary object of our faithfulness. The faithful man knows the scope and the limit of his brief. Don't go beyond the brief. Don't go beyond the scope of your powers because the faithful person knows that they're operating on the delegated authority, as the lawyers would say. That person refuses to yield to temptation, however attractive the promise is or the reward is. 
And integrity is always at the heart of the faithful person in terms of the decision they make. Faithful person will stand out wherever they go. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. And in the fullness of time, suddenly, God rewards faithfulness. Let's bow our heads for a moment. We've had a canter through the life of Joseph, a segment of the life of Joseph. We're at the turn of the year. The year is about to spin. We're summarizing what has transpired. Instead of dwelling and moping and moaning. My prayer is that God will give us the grace to make the necessary adjustments. Father, I pray that you will raise up an army of faithful people. People who are willing to pay the price and give their lives to advance the cause of your kingdom and the cause of others. And as we do so, we know that the reward will surely come and your name shall be glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching. You just listened to Pastor Emmanuel Mbakwe of the Apostolic Church All Nation Centre in Kennington, London. Our address is 13 Tyres Terrace, Lambeth, London, SE11 5LZ. Call us on 020-7820-9917. Find us on the web at www.apostolic-anc.org. The All Nation Centre, reaching out into the community in practical and caring ways.